You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported, Community Radio for South Central Indiana. Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Cade Young. And I'm Noelle Herhusky-Schneider. This is the WFHB Local News for Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Later in the program, WFHB Afternoon Music Mix DJ Cindy Bollet speaks with Rachel Himsel and Michelle Martin-Coleman about Project Stay, a suicide prevention movement. More in today's feature report. Also coming up in the next half hour, the Bloomington City Council discussed a petition to designate the Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church and Parsonage as a local historic district. That's coming up next in your local headlines. Four members of the Bloomington City Council met on August 10th. That's not enough to meet quorum. Although the city council could not take official action, the four council members present, Susan Sandberg, Jim Sims, Dave Rollo, and Ron Smith, listened to a presentation by Historic Preservation Program Manager, Gloriam Colombrania. The presentation detailed the petition to designate the Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church and Parsonage at 702 and 708 North Rogers Street as a local historic district. Colombrania said the Bloomington Historic Preservation Commission supported the designation. The staff wholeheartedly recommends that the property known as Bethel AME Church and, and its parsonage be designated as a local historic district. After careful consideration of the application and review of the historic district criteria as found in Ordinance 9520 of the Municipal Code, staff finds that the property not only meets but exceeds the minimum criteria listed on the code. Colombrania described the significance and remarkable history of the church. So in this case, the church provided a safe communal space for many members of Bloomington's black community in the early 20th century and before and until this day. And prominent members such as Mrs. Matty Jacobs Fuller raised a considerable amount of money to make sure that the congregation owned both the land and the building. And by considerable, I mean $13,000 in 1920s, 30s day, which translates to about $200,000. And she did this by performing on her organ, which still, and the congregation can correct me, still exists within the building, within the church. Colombrania said that when it was built, the Bethel AME Church provided community for both longtime Bloomington residents and for black students at Indiana University. So at a time when there were maybe eight or ten black uh, university students here in Bloomington, and they came from all over Indiana and all over the United States, they would come to the church for dinner at least once a week, and they would have a community to bond with. Beyond its cultural and social significance, the Bethel AME Church is also architecturally notable. Built in 1922, it was designated by local architect John Nichols and constructed from locally sourced limestone. 
advisory member to the Historic Preservation Commission, Duncan Campbell, listed well-known Bloomington buildings built by Nichols. Wiley Hall, the Kirkwood Observatory, the Nichols House and Studio, Sigma Chi, the Fraternity Building, the World Courier Building, the Princess Theater, the Von Lee Theater, the Showers Brothers Administration Building, da-da-da-da-da-da. This man knew what he was doing, and he found a good client in, his, uh, in this effort. And so uh, I, really, I, th- I really think we've got a, a winner here. Thank you. According to Colin Branya, ownership of the church itself was a powerful symbol. When the congregation paid off the mortgage for the land and the construction, they held a mortgage-burning ceremony. And that is also something very symbolic, the, the ownership of land, the, the have carving out the space and really making it home. We are here. This is ours. We are here to stay. Congregation member Nancy Cross Harris has been part of Bethel for over 30 years. She said the congregation is still active in worship and in service. And so, again, you know, we have we have a mission uh, that we carry on within, you know, the building itself. You know, it's beautiful, again, and and as pretty as it is. We, uh, as Christians there, uh, serve and we minister to and spiritually, intellectually, physically, emotionally, and environmental needs of all people, all people, by spreading uh, Christ's liberating gospel through word and deed. Okay, seeking out the lost and serving the needs of those in prisons, hospitals, nursing homes, the sick and shut-in, community street corners, and school systems. So, you know, (laughs) we try not to leave anyone out, you know, any stone unturned. At the end of the meeting, Sim shared his own history with the African Methodist Episcopal Church. The AME Church was founded in 1787 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, by a small group of people led by a gentleman named Mr. Richard Allen. Um, I happen to be um, very happy to know some of this history, because even though I am a very proud and dedicated member of Second Baptist Church here in Bloomington, I was born and raised at Bethel AME in Muncie, Indiana. Um, So... I will be very, very happy to support this. All four council members in attendance indicated that they would vote in favor of designating the Bethel AME Church and Parsonage as a local historic district. Council President Susan Sandberg said she expected the ordinance to pass. I mean, obviously, this this meets all of the criteria for historic designation. I think this is going to be a pretty simple vote when we get to it next week. The Bloomington Arts Commission met on Wednesday, August 10th to approve budgetary spending for next year and promote public arts. Assistant Director for the Arts Holly Warren outlined the budgetary standing of the commission for the rest of the year. She cited the recent income tax increase as a means to get money to spend on more public arts projects. What other kinds of public arts projects can we do in this city that will allow for participation from groups like K-12 groups, so from schools, from places like the Boys and Girls Clubs. How can we give them opportunities to participate in the creation of public arts? And how can we give artists that we know exist in the community that would be good at mentoring the opportunity to lead those projects and then kind of 
be the leaders of these groups to create a public mural or something like that. Public Arts Chair Nick Blanford brought up institutional changes in the commission structure. He discussed the confusion over who occupies certain roles and how inefficient the current process is. Blanford did offer some constructive criticism. However, he praised the leaps forward in diversity the commission has made. I feel like I will have left something like on the table if I cycle off and some of these structural things that have been disrupted by COVID and, yeah. and, and difficulty keeping things like stopped. I will feel like a personal failure if, if we don't address some of that stuff, you know, and just sort of like, just sort of like the leave, leave it better than you, than you came to it sort of thing. The next meeting of the Bloomington Arts Commission is scheduled for September 14th. In today's feature report, WFHB afternoon music mix DJ Cindy Bolay speaks with Rachel Himsel and Michelle Martin Coleman about Project Stay, a suicide prevention movement. We turn now to that interview. in the studio with Rachel Hemsel. Say hi, Rachel. Hi, Cindy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and why are we in the studio today? Well, uh, my good friend Krista Detour is trying to help out um, with suicide prevention, and she's planning this huge concert this weekend out at her beautiful place, The Hundredth Hill. Um, and this great band is playing called uh, The Hinterland Band, and they are... We just played them. Yeah, they, we just played them. A track and they're, called they're, Indiana Wind. Yeah, they're they're using their CD launch party to raise awareness for suicide prevention um, and to really put a spotlight on an organization that um, I helped start along with Michelle Martin-Coleman and Elaine Gwen, um, which is called Project Stay. Um, and it's really encouraging people when you feel like you can't keep going to stay and um, and to you know, really uh, be involved in peer-to-peer -peer intervention. Um, so and we're really grateful Elaine, that uh, Chris I mean, is doing it. Yeah, and Michelle, Michelle Martin-Coleman is in the yeah, studio okay. with us today, too. Hey. I'm Michelle Martin-Coleman, and we have been working on Project Stay, which actually didn't start out as Project Stay. If you remember, Rachel, in 2016, the Ophelia Project grant had ended, and we actually started talking about calling it re surviving Ophelia. Right. And then actually in, in August of uh, 2016, uh, Brain Pickens, I'm a member of that. I don't know if you subscribe to that. It's a wonderful I do. I love program. it. Actually, yeah. And uh, Maria published an article about Michael Hecht, which I sent you on mm -hmm. August 16th. Jennifer Michael Hecht, the author yes. of Stay... Um, a History of Suicide and the Philosophies Against It. And that's how we came up with the name Project Stay. And that, I love that word, stay. What's interesting, I have a history and speech, and a, the stay has an out-breath, whereas words that are nice plosives and such that we like to say stop an out-breath right. and can release tension because there's a plosive at the end. <laughs> but the word stay, you kind of have to take a breath beforehand in order yeah. to say it. Stay. And there's, it's just a wonderful word in the English language. And um, 
And actually, we started out wanting to just use the word stay, but that was already taken. Mm -hmm. So since it was the Ophelia Project and whatever, we said Project Stay, and that was available. And then we have taken off from there and actually adopted some of the initiatives from the Ophelia Project. So and one of the first one we actually were able to manifest, well, the first one was see it, stand up and stop it with your press releases because you're such a social marketer. <laughs> and I remember you sitting at the kitchen table getting that Facebook page, even though I didn't know how to use it or maintain it and do it and just getting projects stay up. And um, yeah, so then it, we had, we made a statement and you wrote the press releases for project stay. And then um, the first, thing we had was in, uh, we had just stay in, it was called. And those are the PSAs that you can see. And we, at the same time, we're going to work on bookmarks. And so you wrote a narrative about bookmarks that we can still use to this day called market. And, um, so we have a number of different initiatives that we hope to keep going. We've got Rocks, which Kiwanis of South Central Indiana, Vanessa McClary adopts, and uh, they uh, paint rocks throughout the year. And those go at the Out of the Darkness Walk, and they're so inspiring. Yeah. You know, my favorite rock is Give It Time. Mm. And I remember you sending along a picture that was just said care in someone's hands, yeah. and that uh -huh. was on the page for a bit. And Elaine Ginn's PSA will be coming up this week, and yeah. folks can hear it yeah. on the radio station. And it's such an inspiring piece because Elaine is a survivor. She is right. a resource right. person. She has lived the idea of, I, I remember the first bookmark, that I, the reason I met her, she had written an um, editorial, and she said, how is it? that when we see a dog who is hurt, we say, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. And yet, when we see a person that's hurting, that's clearly in angst, we say, what's wrong with you? Right. And that's mm -hmm. why we're doing this concert, because there isn't anything wrong with anyone who's struggling, as you and I know. Um, and so we want to really raise awareness to this. So I'm really grateful to Krista Detour, to Dave Weber for providing this space and for you and Elaine and all the people who've really been working on this and the Hinterland Band and Ed Schwartzman with Buffaloes, um, because he's really, um, he's donating all the food. And so it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a great way to really elevate this thing that we did start a long time ago, but now we're working on a lot more. Great. Tell, tell me how, you were telling me how uh, Ed Schwartzman got connected with the Hinterland Band, who is playing this Saturday at the 100th Hill. What time's the show? At 7 p.m. 7 yeah. p.m. And okay, uh, the tickets are on um, thehundredthill.org. Okay. Um, and, and, but tell uh, me about the yeah, Ed Schwartzman yeah, connection. Yeah, so I wasn't there for this, but it was a beautiful story that um, Ed Schwartzman, his son, unfortunately passed by suicide, was a local, was a musician, a young songwriter, and he had uh, left behind this these songs. And um, Ed went out to airtime and record, you know, had them, uh, I think, put on a CD and he ran into the Hinterland Band, these guys, uh, and they said they were so moved by his story. They said, how can we help? Which I think is just like the biggest thing that anyone can ask. How can I help? Like, you know, and he and they said, how can we help? And then they said, we want to do our CD launch party out here at the 100th Hill. 
We want to donate all the profits to Project Stay. We want to help convince other young musicians that they they don't have to choose an out, like that there are options that we're here for them. And that's what I think Michelle and I met through the Arts Alliance. We met in the arts. I think the artists do tend to struggle. We're a community of artists and we we have a lot of struggling here. And a lot of it goes either unrecognized or just uh, not knowing what to do. And I think that's what Michelle and Elaine and I are here just trying to raise awareness and say, you can do something. Well, certainly so, in the last and, two years, artists have been oh, struggling for sure. Yes, yes. for and sure, I, Cindy. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, people and get those who are struggling, art really does heal. Right, music heals. Music, music heals. heals. The arts heal. Yeah, for sure. And that's such an important thing to carry forth. And it's just the whole concept of what Krista is doing, mm-hmm. the spirit of a hundredth hill. Right. And we hope to have a lot of people come out to see that beautiful location and celebrate with us. Yeah. Project Stay and stay with us for the Saturday evening. Yeah. Yay. It's it's a little bit of a drive out to the 100th Hill. There's Mm -hmm. plenty of parking. I know I've been there and I hope to be there this Saturday as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful uh, drive out there. How can people find out? directions and how to get there it's all on the website on the hundredth hill.org also you can go to the website i'm sorry besides the website the facebook page i think that'll direct you back to the website though but um but yeah so out on fish road um it's just a beautiful drive out in the country so just be prepared for that but yeah it'll start at seven so it'll still be daylight bring a blanket um bring uh you know if you want to bring some wine or something you're welcome to but it's uh it's actually um the Food and, and drinks are going to be provided with your $25 ticket, suggested donation. It's a suggested donation. Gotcha. Um, again, because we want people to come, even if you can't do the 25 do 20 do what you can. We just want you there and want to empower people to become catalysts in their own relationships to help other people. And yeah. along that point that Rachel's mentioning about a catalyst, it's it's like a spark that encourages other people, heats them up. creates action, even if the action is to stay. Because one of the most important points that that really touches my heart is you can look at a website called Means Matter. It's a research project by Harvard. And they did a study around the world. One of them included 151 people, one of them maybe 149. When they asked 151-ish survivors how long before the time you thought of killing yourself to the time you attempted to kill yourself? An average of 25% said three to five minutes. Another 20% says five to nine or 12 minutes. Another 25% says five to 20 minutes. And then the last says eight hours to a day. Mm. So the idea is we have each of us 20 minutes to 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 recognize and reach out to 75% of people who said they're thinking of taking their own lives or are thinking it and all of those people tested have said if someone would have intervened i would not have tried mm-hmm. and we each have the power to intervene, to just calm, to reach into our mm-hmm. hearts, to be vulnerable, which is hard. And if you if you want to see an easy way to do it, you can watch the Titanic mm-hmm. and look at the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio keeps Kate Winslet from he jumping off the back. front. Yeah. He does it masterfully. 
and he does it with a little bit of humor and he does yeah. it with a little bit yeah, of pushback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just can be yourself and just be there, you know, for someone. And I know we all, the three of us have been there at different times and as early as yesterday and or as late as yesterday and as early as 2016. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It goes back and it stays. Well, thanks so much for coming in to talk with us. I've been talking with Rachel Himsel and Michelle Martin Michelle Coleman, Martin who, Coleman. Who, who, by the way, uh, just I want to add really fast, Mr. Cindy, I know we have to get back to music no, and stuff, good. but I, I want to thank Michelle because uh, I did lose a brother to suicide five years ago. And I, and when that happened, she said, welcome to a club that none of us want to be in. And we really bonded. But also before that, I had really struggled with depression myself, like my whole life. And Michelle sent me one article that changed my brain. And so she's been talking about articles. Reading can change your brain. Reading and understanding and knowledge can change the way your brain works. And I'm a testament to oh, that definitely. because yeah. I chose, I know now I could never do that. I could never hurt myself because of the one article you sent me that said, when you choose that, you're likely sentencing one or more of your friends and family to die. And we, and I didn't understand that before you did that. So I want to thank you, Michelle. And I want to thank you, Cindy, for having us. Yeah, I really appreciate you. you. I appreciate WFHG yeah. so much. Yeah. And you, you know, you have a place in my heart. No, well, that's you. sweet. And thank you all the listeners and yeah. thanks for staying. <laughs> Yay. And thanks for staying on Saturday yeah. when you'll come. Yeah. Hope to see you there. I do have one more uh, track from the Hinterland Band playing this Saturday at the Hundredth Hill. And you can find out more about it at thehundredthhill.com. Dot org. Dot org. Sorry. Website. Yes. Dot org. And I hope to see you Saturday. Support for WFHB Local News is brought to you by MPI Solar, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. MPI Solar designs and installs solar power generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. More information online at mpisolarenergy.com. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News. Our feature was produced by Cindy Bollet. Our theme music is provided by Mark Bingham and the Social Climbers. Engineer and executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Noelle Herhusky-Schneider. And I'm Cade Young. Thanks for supporting Indiana's only volunteer-powered, listener-supported, independent daily news program. You can hear tonight's full broadcast online at wfhb.org. The WFHB Local News is also available as a podcast. Just search our call letters WFHB wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to never miss another local news program. Stay tuned for Planetary Radio, a program that explores our solar system and beyond. Coming up next on WFHB Community Radio.
listening to the WFHB Local News on WFHB Community Radio. Our news is written and reported by volunteers working to provide local news, cover local issues, and strengthen our local community. We invite you to participate. You may submit questions, comments, and story ideas to news at WFHB.org. You can become a WFHB Local News Volunteer by attending New Volunteer Orientation. Feel free to check out the WFHB Local News Archive at WFHB.org to find newscasts, individual stories, and catch a live feed of the WFHB Local News. We are local, longer, 